Week 10 is wrapping up, and we are going to talk to you about the fab pickups you want, as well as league leaders in save, hold categories. It's time for dingers! This is dingers, way more than fantasy baseball. We keep it real when we talk and knock it straight out the park. <laughs> Let's see the stats. What's the average draft position? What kind of plays you making? Check the wins above replacement. Check the lineups and the points. This I gotta see. What's your path to victory? Are they aiming for a dynasty? Get points going head to head. Please don't do me no favors. We're always watching waivers. Ain't no minor league. This is major. Yeah, dingers. Let's go. Welcome to Dingers, the only fantasy baseball podcast for smart people. It's not just Brendan Rogers that wins you championships. That's why week in and week out we're delivering tips and strategies. I'm Tyler Childs, joined again by Robin Baseball from the murder room. It's a little extra blur today. Uh, blur? <laughs> I don't know what's over. Yeah, we got blur. You are oh. static. You're like in the matrix oh. here tonight. Maybe it's just that light, that uh, that intense light coming down on me. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. No, I know everybody just wants to see me. The podcast well, listeners, be... they're happy. They don't have to worry about this. Yeah, because when I took you off the screen, no blur. When I put you back on the screen, blur. So I don't know what happened in the midst there, but... Oh, it's because I don't have my sunglasses on, probably. Sorry. Oh, look at that. Red Sharks 13. Thanks. <laughs> I don't have them on because my eyes have been so so sore <laughs> that I feel like if I covered them, it would just yeah. get worse. Um, but... Uh, yeah, anyway. So Ty, how are you? I know you said you were you were having a pool party today. Yeah, we did pool party today at mom's. Uh took the little guy in for his first pool action. He loved it, ate it up, uh, swim with the sharks. So thank you, Red Shark, for uh back to back weeks jumping in <laughs> on the beginning. A little, little little water segue. So there we are. Um <laughs> let's let's dive in, Robbie. So uh before we do, I, I think we have to appropriately take uh some moments here. A long time ago, someone decided to put stuff in glass bottles. In some of these bottles, they put juice or milk, and that was stupid. Today, only alcohol and a few other products remain in the containers from the gods. It's time for beers and bourbon, because good advice only comes in a bottle. Why, why the captain? Are you a captain in cola? Is that happening yeah, right now? I'm rum and coking tonight. Oh, um, look at this guy. I, we do have to take a quick moment just on the Red Shark thing and recognize that he's a Red Sox fan. They're getting tuned. So uh, I'm pretty confident the entire Red Sox bullpen is heading to their nearest CVS to pick up neck braces. There was some laser beams sent over some shoulders today. <clears throat> there are some rough, um, rough bullpens in MLB period. And on everyone's fantasy team, our bullpens all suck which is one of the reasons why we're going to talk about it tonight. But uh, yeah, the Red Sox showed a weakness today that everyone's been talking about the starting rotation is, you know, walking that wire that it's all going to snap off. Um, but I mean, we, we've been fearing as Jays fans, that same thing, but for Toronto, we really only have two guys anyway. So it's not like we're doing much better Ty. Like if it's, if Delise is on, we're okay. So it's Delise Romano and then cross our fingers. That's right. And even with those guys, it's not like, Oh, smooth sailing, you know, lock and load. Um, but yeah, so I, the only thing I wanted to say that I didn't say earlier before I even ask what you're drinking is that today I chopped down two trees, look at this guy, two trees and, you're and ba- like basically Thor decent, decent diameter. One of them hit the house. Um, 
I knew it was going to. We either had to lose our internet cable, um, smack it onto the road, which would have went over our fence and caused some problems, you know, with Sunday traffic, um, or it was going to go bump up against the house, and then I could strap it onto the back of my truck and pull it forward. And that's what we did. So it just touched the east trough. But luckily, it was at the old part of the house above where I am right now. And uh, that east trough's just like wrought iron. Like that thing will not move. So uh, it barely put a little ding in it and then just popped the ladder up and tapped her out. Uh, the wife was okay with the move. So I made her drive the truck and then I held on to the tree and yanked it as she pulled it. It was a whole thing. Good times. So what are Ray's you drinking? Just, Ray's just there <laughs> directing traffic. Ray Ray was just sitting beside mom, just saying, go mommy, gas, gas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am, uh, how about Woodford? So it's uh, definitely, you know, I need to get across the border desperately. I'm tired of my, my two bullet selection hey, here. I can loan you a boat uh, or sell you a canoe if you want to cross. You know, I. <laughs> I'm just apparently crossing. I'm just picturing crossing like in that Ace Ventura scene where he's like does the Mission Impossible to get over the rail <laughs> with the little fan boat. Like, yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the tightrope that we walk. Uh, you know, if we want to get if we want to get a variety of alcohol. But for us tonight, talking end of week ten and start of week eleven, Ty, we were just discussing the home league before we came on because it's Sunday night. There's only the one game, um, and I'm very sad to say that I am currently in third place and I have tied the team. That is in 11th place. And that's after they had a huge Sunday with like a batting average over 450 and four dingers and all these things. And the only thing I was contemplating doing, which you yourself said you were contemplating doing, was picking up and streaming Patrick Sandoval today. But I realized that he wasn't going to help me with where I needed my pitching categories today. And um, I don't know. Would he have helped you? He had a great day. Or I shouldn't say great day. It would, I don't think it day. would have made a difference. I, I need, I would have had to lose uh on 0.5 off of my hits per nine or i would have needed about the same off of my era and i don't think he would have done either of those yeah no um, he did he wasn't dominant the walks were okay i think he issued one walk um and then four yeah, k's got me. the win quality start uh like good and just just to sum it up for everybody who's been like you know wise rob crazy about patrick sandoval like he was one of my top 50 prospects last year um, for production over the next five years. So we're getting that now, obviously with the top 50 guys, you want to be getting them right. Whereas, you know, we were discussing Arizona being someone we were right on that was right at the end of the season. And now we're getting a full season here. Patrick Sandoval in his last month for uh, 20 innings has a 270 ERA, 19 Ks. Uh, I think this is, sorry, I think this is going to be 26 innings, not counting today. So 26 counting today, um, 23 Ks, a 270 ERA. He's been good and just yeah. got his first quality start. So I think he's going to be part of that six-man rotation moving forward, which is, of course, the problem with Patrick Sandoval is that it'll be one start a week. So, Well, I mean, it certainly can't be worse than the other guys in that rotation, so he has that going for him. Come on, Otani's fine, okay? And Andrew had fine. one good start. But um, Otani's like the hokey pokey. He's got one foot into that rotation, one foot out. Yeah, and, there was an interesting... I'm just shaking them all about, you know. Well, you, get you know how DeGrom, I don't remember how it all shook out, what, Friday night, but um, DeGrom had, had more RBIs than he had runs allowed for the year. So everyone, like, um, you know, Mets Twitter was all excited about that. You know, oh, he's the best, he's the best. And then someone said, has anyone ever done this before? And I just replied back um, very cautiously. Uh, I assume Ruth has done that before. And Otani did last year because Otani only pitched a couple times last year. And then had, I think, 30-ish RBIs or maybe something like that. Um, anyway, so then that created like a, a threat of evil 
where it was like, <laughs> Otani's not a pitcher. Otani's not a whole bunch of things, right? Oh, that's not what I meant. I meant just a starting pitcher or only on the days he pitched. Like, well, that wasn't what the guy said. He's, I wonder if anyone else has ever done this, right? Well, yes, like I'm sure Babe Ruth did, you know, I'm, yeah. and, and again, I'm sure Otani did it last year. I'm also sure he's going to do it this year. Um, he may have also done it in 18, I think, when he broke in. May have done it. I'm not sure. But either way, um, what DeGrom is doing is great. The The offensive side, if you're, if you're trying to say, if Mets fans were trying to say he's good at offense, um, he's not on our list of fab targets for offensive players. So yeah. he's not that good. So everybody just needs to calm down. It's luck. I would say his hitting would be luck. His pitching is, is amazing, right? I, I, wouldn't Otani, I wouldn't say luck. Because like hitting okay. at the major it's league five level RBIs, is more though. than luck. Yeah, but hitting at the major league level is never luck, ever. Okay. There's a certain amount of skill well, required to hit, period, at that level. We're going to mention Dan Vogelbach, former all-star, on, on this. It's more of a watch list target, so See, we can get into Now you're talking about a guy that needs luck. There's a difference. <laughs> okay, <those> okay. <laughs> good, good way to differentiate. So <laughs> let's go to the first guy, which is Max Stassi with those angels. Uh, 17% owned in Yahoo. We, again, reference Yahoo just because that seems to be um, a pretty standard you know, setup. If it's a two-catcher league, he's probably owned or about to be owned today, so you got to get in on him. But uh, he's early in his season, nine for 18 in the last seven days, 345 average on the season, 11 runs, eight RBIs, three dingers. Uh, what's his K? 18, 18 Ks to five walks, which I mean, it's almost four to one. That's not bad for a catcher when yeah. Ty and I have talked about it before. Um, I think we still agree on this, Ty. You want counting stats from your catchers and you want to limit the damage on average and or OPS, depending OBP, depending on your setup. And that means that Max Stassi right now is a perfectly viable catcher option. I would even venture to say in a 12 league, if you're, if you're going to stream, like if you you're going to stream that catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Max Stassi's survival mode, right? Like that's, that's what he is. Like, you know, he's not going to win you championship. He's going to keep you in contention. That's not, all Max Stassi should ever be in a shallow league. Deep league, different animal, right? As you said, two, two catcher leagues. He's owned everywhere, as he should be. Uh, but, yeah, if not, like this is a, a deep league only starter, but a, a, a good pickup for a, a gap filler, right? We talk about these kind of guys all the time. Yeah, um, and, guy... and no value, right? So even if he's owned, if, if by chance he's owned in a bigger league, I, I mean, I don't know that he's starting. He could just be like roster fodder on that for that dude. And as soon as you hit it up, what's going to happen is you're going to get the Roto Ronnie. Oh, you mentioned the player. Now I want more for him. Um, so <laughs> it's a difficult tightrope to walk if he is owned, but if he's not, and to Ty's point, like stream it, that's what this, this isn't like invest. This isn't a dynasty pickup where you're like yeah. locked and loaded. Max Stassi's going to do it. It's like, Hey, look, a catcher who doesn't suck right now. Let's take it. If I'm an Austin Nola owner in several leagues, I'm waiting for him to get it done. I've had Jacob Nottingham who, if you don't count average, he could be of some use, but he just keeps getting DFA'd because he's just not valuable enough. So um, I've been suffering. Max Stassi is one of those guys. I, I reach out to that owner. Hey, what can we get something done? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like minimum and that, investment. And a guy that a lot of people think fits that category, Adam Duvall, is not that guy right now. Uh, 280 over his last seven games. You know, definitely, uh, you know, interesting. He's 205 overall. 200 at bats. 200 at bats. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's there's enough here, but we know what what Adam Duvall is. He's a power bat that has blips, right? I mean, very similar to like a Jesse Winker on the splits conversation, right? A very similar player, uh, different profile, but but very similar outcomes uh, given the at bats, right? So uh, 23 runs so far this season, 41 RBIs, 12 home runs, 70 
Ks to eleven walks. With walks. So, Barf. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> so not outside of five them. by five. Like if yeah. if you if you count strikeouts against like points leagues, if it's a half a point, I don't even know if you want a chance Duval. Yeah. Um, because he's not getting it back with walks, right? If you're losing half a point for a strikeout and maybe gaining a half a point or a point, you know, check your league settings on that if you're points leagues. But I think he's hurting you way the heck more. But again, this is like five outfielder league. You can afford Adam Duval. Yep. Like you've got room for the, the for those counting stats and the fact that they should continue right along this year. Absolutely. Like he yeah. could easily end up with 80 plus ribbies easily. Well, and in daily start leagues, you should know that Adam Duvall is a lefty split guy, right? You want him in there against lefties. So if you do have depth in your lineup and that's a, a spot you're trying to, you know, fill Adam Duvall versus lefty is a great way to do that. So uh, sticking with the lefty theme, Billy McKinney in New York has been getting playing time. For yeah. like the first time in his career, uh, so good for him. Uh, I know a lot of people are like Billy McKinley. Why are we talking about him? I've talked yeah. about him before, Robbie. You know, like this is a guy when he was in Toronto. I said this guy's not as bad as people think he is. Uh, he makes good contact, hit a lot of laser beams all over the field in Toronto. I shouldn't say all over the field, mainly just to right field. <laughs> so if he's got to beat the shift. Um, I haven't watched enough of him this year to see the distribution. So, Robbie, I don't know if you've seen enough of it yet. But 277 over his last 47 at-bats, 18 runs, 19 RBIs so far this season, a couple stolen bases, which is nice. Moderate speed, kind of 10 to 15 steals uh, over a full season would be the, the target there. Seven home runs. The power's there. Like, yeah. Billy McKinney getting hit for power. 35 strikeouts and, uh, and 11 walks so far. Yeah, and the nice thing with McKinney is, again, back to, like, Max Tassi, no value, right? Came into the season, no value. Um, you know, a month ago, no value. And he's kicked around on rosters, including mine. And in, in well, we talked about it on the last episode uh, in 30 team leagues, right? He's owned in 30 team leagues. I'm going to check in my 24 teams points league on CBS if he is owned. And I'll, I'll let you know what the percentage as well is. But he's one of those like he, he's on the Mets. The Mets have a lot of injuries. Playing time is not a concern yet, but it will be. So you can't think of him as a, a guy to trade for. But again, if you can, you know, package them for a bit because um, Peraza, who has primarily been second base, but once upon a time when he was with Cincinnati and with Boston, they moved him around to the outfield. Well, he's been playing well, so he might now because I forget who it is that's coming back with the Mets. Like McNeil will be back very soon, and McNeil's back next week. Nimmo's okay. out for a while though with the torn ligament in his finger. Yes, yes, um, and Conforto's still out. It's just that they might just move. Peraza and start to eat a few of those at bats. But it, I mean, if, if a genuine outfielder is playing good outfield, if they are effective at the dish, why would you take those at bats away when you can bring a guy like Peraza, who's on a minor league deal, bring him in and just have him come in seventh inning and later. So, you know, McKinney might lose an at bat here and there, but over the course of a week of 23 at bats, if that goes down to 19, that that's not going to be a huge, like that's one hit you're losing. Right. So it's not the worst thing. Um, but here, I'll have a quick look. Well, and the only other thing that that's worth noting is like J.D. Davis has been out, right? So you've had Luis Guillermo or Jonathan VR or, God, heaven forbid, J Brandon Jury rolling out there. So you still could see Dominic Smith slide back into third here, and they, they find a way to get McKinney some extra bats, right? Because as much as Peraza has been a nice, su pleasant surprise, right, um, that the shine has kind of started to wear off with Peraza. The average is back down to 209, 650 OPS, right? So, you know, we're seeing that, you know, what we've come to expect out of Peraza. He always gives you that little flash of excitement and then, oh, it turns back into a pumpkin. So, you know, I really think, 
you might see Billy McKinney find some extra bats. And there's no guarantee you're going to see Kevin Pillar in center field every night, right? You yeah, they, they didn't sign him to be a starter. Yeah, like Pilar wasn't signed to be a starter. And as we know, um, he is the kind of guy who like streaks and he'll have a good push and then he can regress a little bit. Billy McKinney just streaks, already... you mean shows up for the first quarter of the season and then disappears? Is that, is that sorry? Well, is that a that's, a, that's a streak. It's a start I, of the I year. I just want to make sure streak. everyone else is aware of that because that's yes. what it is. He he's, he's is one of those strong start. Um, but last year he didn't do too bad after he went to Boston, I don't think. I'm trying to remember. I feel like he ended the year decent. But uh, Billy McKinney just put a bow on the CBS thing, rostered in 8%, but only started in half that in four. So if you are um, playing CBS and you're thinking maybe this might be a guy, well, there you go. You got a 92% league-wide or site-wide chance that he's available in your league. If he is owned, uh, the guy might not even be starting him. So knock on the owner doors, see what you can do. And again, watch, like check MLBTradeRumors.com. Um, I don't know who to reference on Twitter. That would be that you can always find us at dingers pod, um, Ty at Turney boss or myself at Robbie baseball one. If you're looking for info, things like that, cause we do the work. Um, we, we certainly prefer if you would tag at dingers pod as opposed to DMing me, but if DMing me is the way that you prefer. Okay. <laughs> we should just start screenshotting it. Well, Every time yeah. DMs it, just screenshot it. Anyway, the point is, so, Go ahead. I, I did have uh, a lot of people and some newer ones. So thank you if you are new to the podcast uh, who DM'd me for starters for the weekend. And yesterday, Saturday, yeah, I was not using my phone. So I did not reply to any of the messages, not because I didn't care about anybody, but simply because I did not have my phone with me yesterday um, while I was, you know, living my life. And, uh, that when I look today, I had a few more of the same people who were saying, who should I stream today? And I'd looked at options before and I, the two guys I'd picked to stream for Saturday um, were Jackson Cower, who in points format was like minus three, I think, or minus seven. And uh, Jermaine Marquez, who that was a mistake to start him in Cincinnati. Uh, but and he was minus as well. So for that's for points. Like they both blew up is what I'm getting at. Um, but anyway, yeah. So a lot of people that have been DMing, I just prefer if we could get some of that traffic to the podcast um, account at Dinger's Pod so that some more ears and eyes can find us right now. So well, let's talk about a former Met if you want to transition. Well, before we do, real quick, yeah. fun fact. So I want you to take a stab at uh, this season war. I know it's a little bit outside of what we normally talk about, but oh, war for Billy McKinney versus Kevin Pillar. What do you got so far in this short season so far? Oh, geez. I'm good. Ow. I'm just they're not say, big numbers. They're not big numbers. Yeah. I was gonna say maybe McKinney's one, maybe okay. Pilar's 0.3. Close on Pilar, Pilar's 0.2, McKinney's okay. 0.6. Okay, right. So, so McKinney so hasn't had I'm, enough time yet. Yeah, all I'm trying to get at is McKinney is giving you more value um right. right now than Kevin Pilar, whereas most people see it the other way around. So just kind of a paradigm shift there for you. But yes, former Met Ahmad Rosario has been killing it. Um, my grandpa is a diehard Cleveland fan, diehard. And so I saw him on Saturday and for him to speak nicely of anyone they acquired in trade, it doesn't normally happen, but he had lots of really good things to say about Ahmed Rosario. So oh, really? for, me, for me, that is a stamp of approval. My grandpa knows a lot about baseball. We get into the weeds when we're talking baseball. So he was, you get the stamp, grandpa stamp of approval on Ahmed Rosario. So you well, pretty much take it to the bank. Wasn't your uh, Randy Quaid's character in major league, wasn't that based on your grandpa as one of the super fans? Uh, no. If you don't get the reference, yeah. 
That's great. No, my, my grandpa would be the one throwing stuff at him. So that's definitely that not would my... be that would be him. That, that well, would be Randy Quaid. Because they they do the anti fan, right? They do the X across their shirts and, you know, they hate everything. And yeah, anyway. So like in Southwest Ontario, fast pitch is really popular on the men's side. Right. And yes. so my grandpa coached men's fast pitch, like at a high level. And he was just basically the Lou Pinella of of men's fast pitch. He just lost it on umpires left, right and center. So it just there's there's some good stories I've heard over the years. But anyway, Medrazaro is playing good baseball. Thirty one runs, eighteen RBIs. I'd like to see an RBIs total come up. He's been bumped up the lineup, so you should see that start to tick up just a little bit. So good time to get in before that total bounces. I mean, by the end of the season, there's a really good chance he's sitting in the three hole, right? Because I, I would assume Cleveland's going to jettison Ramirez at some point. I, I got to figure yeah. that's coming, right? So, Such a crummy situation to even have to talk about the fact that like the history of the organization speaks to the fact that they should logically trade their best player. But even if it's not the history of the organization, they still should do it, right? Like they're not going to win in a window where J-Ram's going to be the core. So you need to turn him into pieces for the future. So, you know, as much as, you know, Cleveland fans probably don't want to hear that. I mean, that's the reality they're in right now. Uh, what, what, what do they say in Avengers? We're in the end game now, right? So, I mean, that's kind of where Cleveland's at. They got to get back to. They the named the movie Endgame, didn't they? Yeah, the, yeah. They need a new game in Cleveland though, and starts with getting J Ram out of there. Um, six home bases, still uh, four home runs, thirty-eight to fifteen on the K to walk. So enough to get excited about, right? And what I yeah. like is, especially if you're in um, position leagues. Like he's going to give you some outfield eligibility because he's not going to be a shortstop this season. Uh, he's going to give you shortstop next season. So there's lots to like about Ahmad Rosario in deep formats as well, too. So a uh, guy that you should be targeting before he really starts to blossom. I think there's 20 home runs in this bat. I, I think that's realistic. We might not see it this year, but I think 20 home runs plus next year is is very possible. Okay, next guy up is his teammate, Bobby Bradley, who's come up 7% owned in Yahoo. I just had him up here. Um, Dynasty-wise, he's he's going to be owned. Um, let's see, where are we on CBS? Just since I've still got the app open, figure I may as well tell everybody. Rostered in 18%, started in 10 So another one of those situations where you might be able to knock on the owner's door. And Ty talked about this uh, earlier in the week, so we don't need to say too much about Bobby Bradley. But return on investment might be something that that owner wants, which means you give up a little, you get yourself your, your Bobby Bradley. And if you feel like you need it, might not be the worst trade you make all year. 20 at-bats this year. Uh, Ty's Sorry. giving him the sell. It's okay. Yeah, Ty's giving him the sell. That's the sell. 270 average so far in, in 20 at-bats. 345 OBP. Three runs, three RBIs, and a dinger. Four um, strikeouts, two walks. So so it's not like he's got you know 50% K rate or some major issue yet. But that's certainly I a concern, right? I will say this though about Bobby Bradley, like he's the kind of guy that I might come back to in three years once everybody else has given up on him. When he goes, right? yeah, he, he goes yeah. through. He fits the team post hype kind of profile once he okay. figures out how to hit. So it may, might not be in Cleveland, but he's a guy I'll I will still stick a pin in it. Well, this is a team no hype guy, and Jake Fraley with Seattle seven percent owned on Yahoo, uh, two ninety four average last two weeks, but for the season still under fifty at bats, two fifty average. 10 runs, 12 RBIs, three stolen bases, four dingers, 13 strikeouts, 19 walks. Uh, uh, can you feel that? Uh. Now, fun fact, uh, Dylan Moore is also back. Shed Long is also back with Seattle. But I, we talked about it earlier in the week. 
Um, I don't think there will be concerns for Fraley with playing time if this is how he's going to the dish. If he's going and taking pitches and, you know, getting the ball in play when need be. Obviously, he's been fortunate with the runs and RBIs. But this is a really good sign from a guy with very little value in Dynasty and Redraft. And and my TGFBI, uh, my offense is just completely blown up, Ty. All of my all of my hitters, which made me in the top three or four consistently week over week in my TGFBI league, um, they are all now hurt. You know, Kyle Lewis, Judge, McNeil, uh, doesn't matter. You name them, they're hurt. You know, when Acuna's day to day and then he misses six days, all that kind of crap. Um, it has like plummeted me down. So I have decided to erode my pitching bench. And everyone but Wander Franco, that's the only guy who, for some reason, I'm just going to keep him. Um, I'm going for like these Jake Fraley types, these Bobby Bradley types, because I just need some production right now. And if they're in the right direction, you know, I picked up Patrick Wisdom a couple of weeks ago in TGFBI. It just chug along, right? I'm trying to keep pace here, but it's not going well for me in that league. If you're struggling to Jake Fraley is one of those guys. I picked him up in our home league for crying out loud, 14 right. team league. And uh, since then. I think he's got me three or four walks. He had a dinger today. So he might actually have five home runs in the year. I'm not sure if that was updated or not. I'm the one who did it. Good thing I didn't check. Um, but anyway, freely, just like getting it done. Enjoy it. This is this is a wave up. This is not um, the ascension to greatness for Jake Fraley. This is very much just riding a streak, riding a wave, and and do it. Take it. Put them on your team. You're entering week 11. If, you're, if you think your team's got a chance, you can give up a little and get Jake Fraley. I'm sure of it. I'm sure the owner of Jake Fraley is not like, well, he's the reason that I'm going to win the championship. He's like, well, what can you do for me, right? You got some J2 guy from 19 who's got some hype? Let's talk. You know, I yeah. think that's a I think that's a safe play for both sides. Um, the Jake Fraley owner gets a little return on investment. You get yourself Jake Fraley and you get to ride it out. And maybe he just does Dylan Moore rest of season stuff, right? 800 plus OPS and you get a you get a good season from him. Absolutely. Well, and in the next guy on the list, I cannot figure out what <laughs> what what is keeping him in Boston's lineup. I'm not just I just don't see what he's like clutch. That. Yeah, is it's it weird. Though? Well, I, I don't know, but I own him in one league. So this is Christian Arroyo, former top 100 prospect, traded from, uh, drafted by San Francisco, traded in the Evan Longoria trade to Tampa Bay. Uh, I don't know if he timed out, but he, you know, like um, player, yeah, like underperformance, all that stuff. Ended up in Cleveland last year from Cleveland to Boston. And then he was okay in Boston. Well, I still have him in a dynasty league from prospect times. So the one league that I have not given up on Christian Royal, um, I have enjoyed his second base, third base eligibility. I hope you can too. 266 average does not tank you. 109 at bats. It, you know, it's half of what he would be getting if he was starting every day. He was also hurt. But the production's there. Uh, 15 runs, 15 RBIs is good. A home run, or sorry, a stolen base and three home runs. It's just like, it's but, okay. But here's, but here's the question though, right? Yeah. Like it is okay, but you have Michael Chavis who's been right. Better. Why are you playing like, him? Like he's not better than Michael Chavis, right? Like, so Chavis clearly has worn out his welcome in Boston, right? Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Um, but the second person is they signed Kiki Hernandez, like put him at second base and bring up Jaron Duran, like get it done and over with. Like not going to happen. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Because Christian Arroyo is hitting 266. That's why. Yeah. Like, there's like, and it's empty. It's an empty 266. Very much. Right. Yeah. Like, I saw him turn a double play yesterday or Friday, and it was kind of nice. So, I don't know if that's the sole reason to keep a guy on a baseball team, but, um, you know, maybe he makes really good, like, hot dogs for the team. Maybe. I, well, I yeah. Maybe he's a dogs, clubhouse right? leader. Maybe he's, he's a like an Eric Sogard. Guy. 
A what? Right? A what guy? Beer and dogs guy, right? Beer That's and the dogs, Red Sox sorry. thing, right? Okay. Beer and socks was, in the game, right? Chicken wings? Chicken wing, chicken wing. Uh, it was all the starting pitchers who were just living life. I mean, yeah, but they had beer in the in the clubhouse during yeah. the game, right? Like that's yeah. I mean, I mean, they I were they well, they I'm were doing at that. the MLB level what I was doing at the beer league level. Yeah, <laughs> like, and we used to fill up our Gatorade cooler with beer. That was a great move. <laughs> we but used to just anyway. make sure there weren't cops on the other team, <laughs> and, and maybe the front office has the beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> maybe the front office has the beer, and that's how Christian Arroyo is still in the lineup. So uh, a guy that we don't know how is still getting playing time either is Albert Pujols in uh, LA. Uh, he's with the Dodgers. Uh, 269 over the last two weeks. Not the worst, right? He's got 10 home runs. Like that's not nothing, yeah. right? Like 16 Serviceable runs, if you're screwed, right? A lot of first base eligible guys we've talked about tonight, like uh, Bradley, we kind of skipped over Vogelbach, but there wasn't a lot there. It's just in 12 at bats. Vogelbach has been decent. Five runs, three RBIs, two home runs. Uh, or sorry, this must I must be wrong. Sorry, uh, that's got to be way off. 136 of bats. Sorry, because I was going to say he's got a ton of strikeouts. Um, but he's he's got 34 Ks, but 26 walks. So Vogelbach's an interesting guy. But to, sorry, to your point with Pujols, um, yeah, like this is four percent owned, so nobody cares about him. But if you've yeah. got an injured, who's it? What's it? Um, maybe you just go pick up Pujols, who seems. Or maybe to be getting... you're still running Josh Bell out there. Maybe, yeah, or you're trying to trade Josh Bell um, and Brendan Rodgers for Pete Alonso. I don't know. I don't know what everyone's thinking, but he could just be a plug-and-play stream guy. Uh, if you're in daily, I'm sure you can just wait because LA is always going to be the end-of-the-day game. So you could either not put somebody in at first base or DH and then add Pujols later in the day once you know what's going on with the lineups. So it's just the value is going to be there because no one cares. So if you can take advantage of you know getting a 270 average, um, get a couple, couple home runs, a couple walks, limit the K's. Why not from your first base? Yeah. Well, and, and I think Ronnie's offering up $30 for Sheffield in the, the home league. So I think like, he wants, yeah. Wait, Ron, oh, cause Ron, we Ron just ran our comment. Yeah. So he's, he's offering up 30 bucks for Sheffield. I think. No, somebody must've bid that. Somebody must've bid that in, in oh, the listener league. That's not okay. Holy but. smokes, that's big. We've we have admitted um, because we tried to use the fan tracks base setting. So when you go to sign up for a league and customize it, but when you go to sign up for a league, they give you like a base of what they offer. So we took their base and their bench was four when you use a five outfielder, corner infield, uh, middle infielder setup. And we have determined through our dynasty setting because we have a 50 man minors that that is not working for us. So we're going to get that sorted out this off season. Um, we also have some other things that we're brewing to get into with the off season with a complex league um, that we're looking to do. I'm looking to do a relegation style league where it'll be three leagues under one player pool. Very exciting, but a conversation, maybe even all-star break. We could talk about it, but anyway, um, if someone's doing that in the home league, uh, or sorry, in the in the listener league, spending thirty bucks. So that's what two hundred and fifty dollar we have for Fab. That's that's a big investment. Um, that's a bold I don't know strategy. That you need, yeah, I don't know that you needed to do that. You may have wanted to just check with somebody who's got a ton of pitchers and made a trade, but that's okay. Or just spend two dollars. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. So next guy up is Brendan Rogers, former top prospect uh, with Colorado, getting some playing time now. Fifty seven at bats for the year, two sixty three average. Four runs, 11 RBIs, three dingers, um, 13 Ks, four walks. He just isn't owned, so it's more redraft because in Dynasty, it's, he's going to be owned. And probably the owner has had, a, excuse me, has had him for a while, probably hates him. 
Um, so you could knock on that door and maybe offer up something. Um, I don't know if the guy is, if the guy's a prospect lover, you could just offer him up the next guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the next high school infielder that's supposed to be coming along and just get Brendan Rogers and ride it out and see what you get from him. Cause like you I'll said, Ty, they're cleared it out, right? Yeah. He's going to get playing time, you know, yeah. and they might even find playing time for Garrett Hampson at some point. Well, I was know. just going to say, it's not like they've decided, Oh, it's Garrett Hampson's job. They're like, no, 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 no. It's Brendan Rogers job. And we're going to try to ship story off and yeah. then they can both play. And at that exactly. point in time, I think Rogers is your shortstop and which means he'll have second base eligibility for next year as well as shortstop, which is great. Um, but I, I truly feel like Rogers is going to get the at bats here and, and Hampson's not doing enough to earn the job, right? He's not, he hasn't taken it. So anyway, th- somebody who, Oh man, like talk about a forgotten soldier, but perfect medicine for the white Sox is Brian Goodwin. Who's now just up 400 average, obviously brief, uh, strike out to walk three runs, five RBIs and a home run for Brian Goodwin outfield eligible. I, uh, I mean, if you are pooched, I own him in one league where we have a 40 man roster and I think I'm paying him almost six bucks because when I signed him before the the 20 season, I was pretty sure he was going to play more. I think it was in Washington. Um, and then he got moved to Pittsburgh. I was like, well, he's definitely going to play in Pittsburgh. And then he didn't play in Pittsburgh. And now he's with the White Sox. I'm like, well, he's definitely going to play for the White Sox. So if he does not get 20 at bats next week, I'm going to drop him. I'm going to drop his, <laughs> his money because it's real money that I'm paying to have him on my team. That's he almost 10 like, Canadian dollars. He seems like a Larusa guy though. So I feel like he's going to get Fingers crossed. There. Yeah, I just and, feel like he fits that mold. Well, there was a rumor that that actually from from Roto Ronnie who said uh, he he's heard through whatever source, um, so it was probably Pornhub that uh, Andrew Vaughn is taking reps at second base, and that could just be a way in which to get him in the lineup, which doesn't seem like a Larusa move, but maybe Brian Goodwin could take reps at second base. So we'll see. Keep a close eye on that anyway. Anyway, last guy, Ty, he's all yours. Yeah, Mikel Franco is just a guy that quietly is at mediocre, right? I mean, that's your expectation for Miguel Franco. Uh, 208 so far this season, 231 at bats. Six for 19 his last seven his last seven days. Uh, 19 runs, 31 RBIs, no stolen bases as expected. Seven dingers, 38 to 13 on the K to walk. So playing time's there, right? This is just a guy that's going to give you some counting stats and, and is not owned to the level that a starter should be. And that's why we're bringing him to your attention. So, you know, definitely a guy that that should be uh, looked at as a third base option. We all know third base depth is not really super, super deep. So uh, if you, if you need a guy, there's your guy. Um, Well, there are also lots of owners. Sorry, Ty, go ahead. Oh, no, you finish up. Lots of owners owners that have disappointment in third base, like the Alec bomb owners like myself. So this is one of those outlets. So maybe you can sit bomb. I mean, I'm sitting bomb in a couple of dynasty leagues that I'm not happy about because the options aren't there, but this is when um, somebody who has a 300 average for the week can make me feel a little bit better while I'm watching bomb and being like, is he making a swing adjustment? Um, Is Philly doing something different with the lineup? Like what's going on with my franchise guy. And in the meantime, I I get around. Looking at Bomb going, hey, is he available? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. So two start SPs. Um, there's a huge list of starting pitchers. Here are some that you might want to focus on for different purposes. Uh, Manoa with Toronto has Boston, then Baltimore. Uh, Ivaldi has Toronto tomorrow, Kansas City over the weekend. Lester has Pittsburgh and the Mets. Brubaker has Washington and Cleveland, which that looks okay and he's got a 390 area and a four and five record so you could get a win your era won't get blown up um, peterson with the mets 
go has the Cubbies in Washington. Uh, Lore with Milwaukee. Did I say that right? Lauer. Lauer. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, with Kansas City, but he's at Colorado for the weekend. So, you know, um, Gutierrez with Cincinnati. He's playing Milwaukee. And then I think he's at the – maybe I mix that up on the sheet. I, I have that he's he's playing Cincinnati, but he's not because he is Cincinnati. So I think he's playing Milwaukee tomorrow, and he might be he's either at the Cubbies or at San Diego on the weekend. I'll confirm that because um, Garrett with Miami is – oh, yeah. So, so yeah. So, okay. Sorry, everybody, for the – it is – it is Milwaukee and Milwaukee. at San Diego. And then um, Garrett has the Cubbies and I'll figure yeah. that out too. And then what? we've got Howard who in, you know, more for redraft Phillies, Howard um, St. Louis, and then at San Francisco. So I'll correct my Gutierrez and Garrett muck up. If you want to talk about Manoa, talk about Evaldi, talk about who you I like mean- in this. Yeah, Howard is the guy I want to touch on first. Is a guy that oh, okay. I, I think owners should still stay away from. Like I just oh. think he's still extremely vulnerable. Uh, he's he has not turned the corner yet, in my opinion. Uh, I do not like the matchups for him. Uh, the veterans on both those rosters are going to go hunting this week. Um, yeah, so it's the Dodgers for for Howard tomorrow too, Ty. Yeah, so Dodgers and and Giants. Uh, or who we we're looking at there? Yeah, so, Dodgers yeah. Giants. So it's not a great stream. <laughs> yeah. So don't love that. And one he's at him. at LA too. Sorry. And and I don't like Braxton Garrett either. Um, you know those two guys are for sure out. Like if I'm looking at anybody on this list, I'm gonna sneak in with John Lester. Right. I I think Pittsburgh and in, in the Mets right now are a great play. The Mets have been playing great uh, overall, um, record wise, but it's been mainly on the back of good pitching and good defense. Right. So you know. Not so long ago, we talked about how bad the Mets defense was, but it's starting to look a little bit better, even though Dom Smith dropped what was a fly ball to his chest today. Um, that can't can't happen. But, you know, gave me a Machado hit, I think, or or no, it was Tommy Pham. I didn't, on. Yeah, I didn't see that one. But anyway, point is, I like Lester in that matchup. I always like veterans in stream plays. I'll be honest, I, I generally skew to that direction. Valdi for me, I never touch Evaldi. Like just a guy I stay away from. It doesn't really fit what I look for in a stream. He's got Toronto who could put up 12 on him. Right. He could also shut him down. Right. Like it's just that Toronto is maybe the most de- dangerous stream opponent going right now. Um, second or, or just ahead of San Diego. Like both those two teams are really similar. Like they can stack it up or they can disappear on any given night right now. And it's a getaway game as well uh, tomorrow with Ivaldi and, and I Boston. I forgot about that. That changes it a little um, bit for me. That makes it a little more interesting. I'm not going to lie. And then Kansas City on the weekend. I, th- I look at Kansas City similar to Toronto, Ty. Like they can put up a ton of runs. Um, and Kansas City also. So these are the other guys that we don't really need to focus on. But Arietta is a two-start. Uh, Matt Boyd, Brad Keller, Glasnow and Lind. I mean, they're going to be owned. Um, Wayne Wright is owned let's say austin gomber we've talked too much about him so we don't need to uh denelson lamette is another one bundy mania uh peacock i don't know if he's that's weird with it. yeah so peacock's an option um alex wood these guys are kind of owned or peacock i i wouldn't consider um so because he's going to be who's he he's at the giants and then i forget who arizona plays this weekend but it's not a good one when i was looking and then you've got like marco gonzalez Going up against Minnesota, against Kenta Maeda, those aren't great options either. But it's Tony Goslin with the Dodgers. So depending on your league size, it's possible that Tony Goslin's available for a two-start week. That would be interesting too. But I, I just I mean, chose, even, I went but, with Howard But even over. if you're just getting Goslin to own him, right? Like that's not a bad own. 
Right. It, yeah. Future, future play. And in dynasty, you're not going to, he's, he's been that wiry guy. So your time to buy Gonson dynasty wise, I think that's over now that he's back yeah. and starting, but um, you know, Howard's got a lot of K's, but he's, he's still learning. Like you were saying. And then Garrett, I just like the idea. Like people think the Marlins suck and everyone's like, Oh, like um, Toronto plays Miami next week. I think like the, mm-hmm. whatever, 10 days from now, middle, middle um, of next week. Yep. Middle midweek. Okay. Yeah. Um, Oh, right. That's the two. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and people are like, oh, the J schedule eases up. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't ease up. And also, if you well, want to, I mean, moving from Boston, New York to pretty much anywhere is a little bit of easing up. Well, it, it's easing up you. in the sense that, that you're not, yeah, you're not taking on teams that are, I would say the Yankees are kind of overachieving at the moment. But, t- but, you know, anyway, I just feel like Miami's a better team than that. And if they're having Garrett in, Garrett's going to have the opportunity to win. Now, of course, he's got to pitch well, right? Like that yeah. goes, it's automatic. You got to pitch well. Um, got to keep the ball under control, but all of these options, like, honestly, there's not one where I'm like, Oh, that one, right. Like, Oh, Bru-, like if I'm looking, I'm like, well, for the sake of simplicity with two starts, Brubaker probably has the two least powerful lineups. Um, but to your point, Ty with Lester, um, Pittsburgh and the Mets, it's just that, do you catch the Mets hot or do you catch the Mets cold? And I just think if there's somebody on this list, like that's my guy, that's what I, yeah. that's where I'm going with. So then let's um, do this. Let's, uh, let's check this out next Sunday. Let's see how Lester did. And let's see how Brubaker did for us. We'll and the one pick. last thing I want to touch on is Manoa because Manoa would be a close one for me as well. I'm still not loving the mechanics yet. Like the stuff's there. He just isn't consistent enough, but something I saw on the broadcast um, on Friday, they were talking about um, Raphael Devers. I don't know if you knew this, Robbie, but the book is kind of out on Devers uh, in terms of can't hit the fastball. And so what they were talking about is during the Houston series last week, they threw him 35 straight fastballs to a good major league hitter. 35 straight fastballs should not get you out. <laughs> right? Like that's, that's, that's crazy. Alec Baum. Like Alec Baum that's can't crazy. hit a fastball either. Yeah. So okay. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I just, don't like Devers. Um, but the reason I mentioned it in this part of the of the show, though, is because Manoa is a fastball-heavy guy. So right. there's a couple strikeouts for him. And that Boston lineup is susceptible right now. Like, they look like they're reeling just a touch. Um, peeling but, off a rookie could be the time for them to bounce back. But the heavy fastball could play. And late in the Boston lineup, too, Bobby Dahlback, who's not getting talked about because he's not 2020 Bobby Dahlback, who overachieved. Um, he, he's been getting a little more power lately. Now it's not optimum, but you know, he said, I think he hit homers in two of the last four for sure, but I think two of the last three games. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's lengthening out the Boston lineup, making it a little bit harder, um, to deal with, but as well, Christian Arroyo, right? He's going to get a hit tomorrow. Ty guarantee you two sixty six average for that guy. Um, Oof. yeah. So anyway, let's talk about save hold leaders. Because we can talk about save leaders, but let's talk about save hold. That's next guy up. That's trades. That's whatever. So we've got two, four, six, top eight in the league. Um, Ty, you already know the number. I was a little surprised to see how high it was for the league leader. What were your thoughts here? Because we're, what, 60-ish? Where are we in games played for the year? I'm not that surprised because of how bad the hitting has been, right? So there's going to be a lot more save opportunities when the offense is just not producing at the same level. Right. So for me, that that's a bit of an obvious one as an outcome. And it's usually where I target a lot of my like late closers is I look at, okay, who's going to have the most low scoring games. And therefore when they are in, in a game that they're going to win, it's going to be a safe. Right. So, you know, you look at what Pittsburgh has been for the last 20 years or so, like they've done a lot of that. A lot of their closers have, 
you know, Melanson's one of those guys, right? Former, yeah. That, yep, that just stacked up saves because the opportunities were there, not because he closed 98% of them. It was just because he had a lot of opportunities. Yeah, so here's the league leaders from bottom to the top. We've got Liam Hendricks with the White Sox, Alex Reyes with St. Louis, uh, Hensel Robles with Minnesota, Hayter with Milwaukee, Kimbrell with the Cubs, McGee and Trevor Rogers both with San Francisco, and then Mark Melanson leading the way. The only little note to this is that Lucas Sims with Cincinnati has had um, three saves, specifically saves, in the last two weeks. It was only 45% owned. He was the only guy, Ty, that I could find in a straight save league that had ownership under 50% and three saves or more. So they're hard to come by in all formats. But if you're looking for like next man up in, in Cincinnati, Lucas Sims might be available in your league, might be the guy. Um, But back to your point. So 27 innings pitched for um, Melanson, 66 uh, ER, sorry, 0.66 or decimal 66 ERA. So he just hasn't had any blow up. And when you're a good pitcher and he's on a good team, San Diego, it's he's doing well, but he only has 22 Ks. It's weird that the two guys at the top, so he's got 19 save holds. Um, Rogers, McGee both have 18 on the same team. Kimbrell has 17. Hayter Robles, Reyes, and Hendricks all have 16. Um, so they're all close. Like give a week, right? This could this could all be re- reversed well, in order. You have a lot of power arms towards the bottom of this list, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the top two guys are more finesse guys. Like Melanson has a beautiful hook. Uh, Rogers has all kinds of weird things going on, um, but, but different, right? And I mean, that's, that's where they're getting it done is they're just, they're different. And we, the Tampa Bay's bullpen is a perfect example of what different can do. So yeah, that's as a, a new bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. But, but even as a pitcher though, right? Like if you have a guy that like a starter, you want to go out and be consistent for six innings, right? You want him to execute off of one release point as much as possible in a relief situation. You want it to look as strange as possible. Right, you want that hitter to who's comfortable to looking at one point for release to now have to look in four different spots. Like that's oh yeah, we're absolutely. starting to see that change, right? Yes, definitely. And I, I feel like with the the fact that McGee is a higher K guy, so twenty seven and a third for him, thirty four Ks. That is giving that different look to allow Rogers to come in and you know have his seventeen Ks and thirty two and two thirds. I mean, if he was a starter and you stretch that out, those numbers, everyone would hate him. Right. Because they'd say, oh, you know, no value and like this is luck and whatever. But like you just said, Ty, it's the different look late in the game. It's throwing hitters off and that's, you know, creating an advantage again for San Francisco, who's like team overachieve. You know, if we're picking a team that has done things that nobody expected, you know, Boston's on that list. Uh, Maybe they'd be leading the way for the AL and San Francisco might be leading the way for the NL. Like, and, you know, Boston doesn't have the leader on here, but their former closer, Craig Kimbrell, um, he has had quite the resurgence in 26 and a third uh, with 42 Ks and a decimal six, eight. So here's my question for you, Ty. We talked about Kimbrel earlier in the week or on our last episode. So if you haven't caught up, um, go back and check that one out. But what do you think? Would you be interested in a dynasty pickup of Craig Kimbrel for rest of season and whatever you could get from him beyond if your team is in contention? Like, Or do you think that cost, and if you have a, a type of cost in mind, share uh, but do you think that cost would be worth it to you for well, i just bought him in our home league right like he is now rostered no but on... you're not competing in that league I <laughs> yeah so um you know if i can ever be healthy i will compete if i'm not healthy then hey yes, hey you can't talk to fantasy baseball dudes about guys being injured i mean we're all there we're all taking bullets 100 percent. i'm just saying <laughs> I've, I've i've specific specifically had it isolated to pitching in that league which in an eight by eight will hurt you 
Um, so that's been my big thing. But anyway, Kimbrel is a, I, I would almost put him back into must own, right? Okay. Like, so like I'm very yeah. close to putting him back to that. And, and I think his value is even better because when you talk about closers, there's nothing better than a closer having to prove himself to a new fan base. Like that ego, that mentality required to end a game. So I, I think Kimbrel's a must have right now because he's, in my opinion, an absolute must-trade asset. And even if, if he doesn't get traded, that means Chicago's in contention. He's going to give you value. If he gets traded, he's going to end up on a team that gives you value. So I, I think he's a must-own, in my opinion. Okay. I, I agree. I think now's the time to pick up the guys with the jobs that should not lose it, even if they're traded. And that's where a Rodgers would be somebody I have a little concern with. Certainly no concern with McGee. Now, if it's uh, saves only, of course, you're not going to want McGee <coughs> excuse me, at his price. But I own him in a safe hold league where I gave him, I think, a two-year deal. And because his contract with the Giants was two years, I thought, safe play. You know, Ty has talked highly of him in the past. And when I kind of had a look about how badly he performed in Colorado and listening to some of the other people we had in the offseason, Nicholas Gott was awesome, awesome to talk to because he said Colorado just makes pitchers less effective. So if you have a good Colorado, again, talking about Colorado pitchers, if you have a good Colorado pitcher in Colorado, that means that elsewhere they should be better, which is another reason why we really like John Gray. So um, on this list, I'm not bowled over by anyone. I'm I'm really happy that Liam Hendricks doesn't suck. You know, 43 Ks and 27 and a third inning, sign the big deal in the offseason. Yeah. So I think that's important to help the rest of the closers get paid because they, they deserve it. They're coming in and they're like, you know, like punters in football, like they're criticized for everything they do wrong. Um, they can't do anything right unless they have 50 saves. So, um, but Alex Reyes was the one guy I did want to talk about because we're dynasty and Alex Reyes was like unanimous top 100 prospect for three years, depending on your list, probably like your, your person five years, they could have kicked around or he could, could have kicked around as a top 100 prospect. And then he got like two fifty innings, which I think, Whatever it was, he was like one third of an inning away from losing prospect eligibility, but he didn't because he got hurt again. So he had to like remain on lists for like an off season and people were just like done, right? Like absolute prospect fatigue. I don't want him anymore. He's been hurt too much. He's been this, he's been that. Well, look what's ended up happening to him so far in his first full MLB season, 31 innings so far, 44 Ks, a decimal eight, seven whip, 16 save holds. I mean, if this is your, this is what we've talked about before. If a guy doesn't make it as a starter, they could turn into, which we can now reference, they could be Alex Reyes. I think that's fair to say. Well, the only thing I want to add to that, just in, in a dynasty format, like odds are if you own Alex Reyes, you invested a ton into him, oh, yeah. right? So you either spend an early pick or you spend a ton of money in a contract, right? And so the only thing I would, I would consider here, depending on where your team's at, if you're contending this year, then hold, but... I would really look at moving Alex Reyes uh, because oh, getting the value, that return. well, just like if you have a big contract, like this might be the only time you get it off your desk. Okay. Right. Like, so that's just something to think about. Like if you like, yeah, cool. He might be great for a year, but as he normalizes, like from elite to like good, right. Cause mm -hmm. that's, he's elite right now. He's probably going to be above average, right. As a closer uh, and or late inning reliever, whatever he ends up being, could be a mediocre starter long-term either way probably doesn't make up for what you spent so if you can recover that like if you look at long-term play yeah like in, so just if unless you're in contention like i would strongly look at this as the moment to move them that's it because i'm i'm not an alex reyes owner i don't think i have him anywhere right now um 
so I don't have the mindset of I've owned him this long. So I have to say, okay, well, I own Brent Honeywell, <laughs> mm-hmm. as we all know, if you're welcome to the podcast, if you're new here. Um, so I, I have him. So if this is what Brent Honeywell became, how would I feel? And yeah. I was thinking I'd be really happy because I've waited through all this crap, all these injuries, the like, is he going to get promoted? No, he's not. But he didn't have that suppression season. He had well, that injury, 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 and I injury. Think it's a- yeah, and I think it's a little easier if you spent the draft pick as opposed to a contract league where you bought them for probably 15 to 20 bucks, depending on your format. Right, right? like, like probably- real money auction league. I did own Alex Reyes and traded traded him and he got dropped or whatever the deal was. I ended up with him off my roster because I had paid, I think it was 12, almost 13 actual dollars yeah. to have him. And I'm like, oh, oh no, this like any four more years of him. And even in that format now, like elite closers, um in in the offseason went for over 15 so his value in that league for what he would cost right now is is fine uh, yeah. but to your point ty when he normalizes then you know he could if he's only a um a six through 15 type closer over the yeah. rest of that contract then he's not necessarily going to be worth it and, and it's one of those things like if you sell him for a good return and he ends up being great like cool like you you took risk away right so again just right. analyze where you're at as a team i say this all the time like I'm always doing that, Robbie, as you know, Um, but just take a look at this moment. If you're in contention, hold, but if not, take a look, see what the future can do, because you might be able, you mentioned earlier in the show, you might be able to get the next guy, right? The next, the next one coming. And that's, that's how you win is you stagger your guys appropriately. So, oh, um, and I, I had one, one more, sorry, it's dynasty related, but it's uh, one more interesting trade. I wanted your thoughts on this. So 30 team points league that you played in last year, the to be named later league, um, that we run on fan track. So 35 man minors, I think is what we've got now. And then you have a 26 man MLB it's contracts, uh, just salaries. We do the MLB cap. So you have players that are $40 million. You have players that are half a million that are rookies, rookies you get for six years, blah, blah, blah. We had a trade this week. It was Jackson Cower after his first blow up. Um, he has since had a second and <laughs> not, not cool, man. Not cool. Casey sort these guys out. Um, anyway, it was Jackson Cower. It was Nick Lodolo, Cincinnati, um, former first round pick, highly touted prospect as well. And um, Seth Beer, Arizona uh, Diamondback. Oakland. Oakland. Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yep. No. He um, was in the Grand Key trade. Yep. Yes. So those three right. for Grayson Rodriguez, all of, all of those players are all mm-hmm. in the same contract. So you'll get each guy for six years. And he traded, so one guy traded three, I would call them all safely top 100 prospects um, for one, Grayson Rodriguez, who's at double A. All three of the other guys are triple A. What's Sorry, the league? double A. Well, it's it's points league. So yeah, I gotta, thought. You gotta go with the multiplayer side. Yeah, I to. thought it was a crazy, uh, it was what, it was the guy who got Grayson made the request and said he'll give up these three dudes to get it done. So Jeez. the guy that made the deal also owns Cole, um, who's over $30 million in that league. So over 15% of your uh, your salary. So he he's in favor of having a Jackson Cower on his team, having a Nick Lodolo who's up higher and should be up sooner to help to mitigate his high salary guys. Because, like, you know, you have studs and duds essentially, but like, it's in salary terms. Grayson's really good, but like Lodolo's not that far behind. It's exactly what but, I'm I'm thinking. And yeah, you got Cower and only one bad start out of Cower and a pretty good track like, record. And you yeah, got Seth like, Beer, who can be a good 
in points format, three plus point per game guy. Uh, I thought it was a wonky trade. And and sometimes that happens, right? Like that's his guy. Obviously, that's his guy. Grayson yeah, Rodriguez like, is his listen, guy. I love right. Grayson Rodriguez. Like he I've seen it bandied around recently. Like I've I've seen this for a little bit, but he might be the best pitching prospect in the minors right now. Yep. Right? Like maybe not short-term guy per se yet, but he might be the best talent down there. So I, you know, you have to look at it from that perspective as well. Like Cower could never be right. Like Cower wasn't necessarily supposed to be a rock star. He's supposed to be good. Yep. Um, beer could be average. Beer could fizzle out. Like, you know, I would have thought we would have seen beer by now to be hundred percent honest. Yeah. Um, I would have thought I had a beer. Uh, <laughs> and then Lodolo, I think is exactly where we all thought he was going to be. Um, he's, he's Aaron Nola 2.0 kind of thing. Yeah. Um, looks so, like the that's the guy in the deal right that's the one that makes it weird for me is that yeah. Grayson and Lodolo could both have really similar within like I don't know what the right within 15% points total production over the course of the six year contract when they're both up that I think that's reasonable too. you know you get injuries you get other things but I'm just saying when they're there for that contract period I think they're they're even point per game average could be could be within 15% so to give up the additional two guys, to me, that's a big ass. But we're gonna we're gonna talk prospects with our second episode of the week or whatever with the next episode, um, and I'll make sure that we kind of circle around some of those double A pitchers because we're getting close to um, promotion time. We're yeah. seeing a lot of the injuries pile up, so we're gonna start to have a look at some rotations. We've been looking at league leaders. Now we're gonna start to dive into some of the teams and who could be coming up within them because that's what a lot of guys are really starting to get interested in. We're getting close to trade deadlines. Um, yeah. Everybody wants to get the next starting pitcher, but they don't want to have to pay the price for the next high prospect starting pitcher. So who's the next guy that can come up and be fun and exciting. That's what we'll cover next. Absolutely. Love it. Great spot to leave it, Robbie. Um, thanks everyone for joining us this evening on the live stream across the platforms. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at dingers pod, but until next time it's been Robbie and Tyler on dingers.